0: Hispanics are the second largest racial or ethnic group in the U.S. with more than 62 million people, descending or originally from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. Now, you've probably seen the words Hispanic and Latino used interchangeably, but they don't actually mean the same thing. The term Hispanic typically refers to someone whose family came from a Spanish-speaking country while Latino refers to a person with ancestry in Latin America.
1: She is a CEO and founder of SoRim Enterprises, a social activist for refugee children and one who celebrates her heritage daily. Today, we speak with Miros Azura, author of the children's book, Don Leon. And in celebration of National Hispanic Heritage Month, Azura shares about her Mexican heritage and how she celebrates the culture one book at a time. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes.
2: Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by...
1: Need help with wills, trusts, or protecting your LLC? Join Legal Shield today. Text the word legal to 347 652 0243 for more information.
2: And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson.
1: everyone this is Val the voice Johnson and I am back with another wonderful edition of interludes it's always exciting to meet people that are doing wonderful things in the spaces of social work and then also in children's literature she is the founder and CEO of SoRim Enterprises and my special guest and person that I do news with every day in the house of creativity on clubhouse it is a pleasure to welcome midos azura how are you
3: hello val great to see you this is so exciting finally get an interview with the great val oh
1: thank you Uh, (laughs) you, you make me you make me blessed with all that greatness or whatever just before the interview we mentioned SORIM enterprises Now let's talk about the name. Where did the name for your company come from? And what
3: does your name Midos mean? That's a great question. Well, so Rim Enterprise is actually my name backwards. Uh, My name is Midos, And well, I just did like an Oprah example, right? (laughs) I did it. I spelled it backwards. um, So Rim. And it just, it takes height. It takes determination to get to the rim so it's a whole concept behind the name and enterprise will be the umbrella of many more to come many businesses to come so I'm so happy to just share with you in the very early stages and you get to hear a little glimpse of it
1: (laughs) exactly and I was listening a little bit earlier and you told everyone that your name means Miros means peaceful glory. It that is such does. a peaceful name and and what it, and the meaning of it has it been peaceful to get a company up and running?
3: Ooh, um well that's a great question. My name is uh, my full name is Miroslava and I go by Miros for short. It's a little it's a little lengthy, but behind the the name is peaceful glory. And no, when you start something, it is not peaceful. You will go through obstacles, (laughs) but God gives you the peace and the grace. Yes. You get the punches. (laughs) You get all the, all of it. (laughs) Yeah. When you start. I know.
1: And according to just what I know and what, I've learned about you is that you are someone like one of my close friends. You are at work in social work and you've been doing this for a couple of decades which is which is wonderful. You work with refugee children, uh, families and elders. Uh, what how did the work that you've done with in social work help create Rim Enterprises?
3: Well, <laughs> Well first, uh, me serving the community. I have the Mm -hmm. heart for um, people in general. It started with, my social work career started 10 years ago. Um, And actually it was a schizophrenic person who I dealt with who heard something in my voice. I was talking to him over the phone and he heard something in my voice that I didn't know. And it, whether it was the, the calmness, whether it was peaceful, he heard something. And so that started the career of social work because I wanted to go out there and help. And it took off from there. I started first with the geriatric population. I love our elders. I sit at their feet, just hearing their stories, but there's so much need out there uh, for them. And as well as refugee children, that was my next phase in the career.
1: Yeah. And your background your heritage is mexican-american and there's been a lot that's been happening in our world regarding uh, immigrants or as they, as i don't like the word migrants but immigrants coming from mexico over to america what's kind of your thought process regarding uh, immigrants that are trying to make a better life for themselves here in America
3: that's a great question thank you for asking about um, we haven't seen nothing yet and America we only see only America but other countries have seen m- far more refugees from other countries fleeing um, the percentage for example just for Venezuela is about mm. 400,000 plus of immigrants, refugees coming to the U.S. just alone. That's not including mm-hmm. other countries. Um, there needs to be changes for sure. Um, yeah. Social work, mental health will be the number one issue. And I think Speaker T, Prophet Shannon spoke mm-hmm. about spoke about this, about mental health being the number one issue in America and it really will be but that's where social workers come in um will be needed drastically in the years to come so preparation is key and knowing the cultures of many other that are coming in
1: yeah and and this is it i know i there's a thing inside of me that wishes that i knew which country out of the 30 plus countries in Africa, which country I specifically come from. And for you, you have a direct lineage to Mexico. What are some of your favorite things about your heritage that you love, that you love to celebrate?
3: Oh, I love to celebrate. Uh, Mexicans are very family oriented. I love my family. Um, We're very loyal people. Doctors, there's a, a... TikTok video or a video out there of Dr. Sebi talking about Mexicans of how loyal we are. It's it just genetically in us, um, and I, I have to find it. I, I would love to share with you, but it, it it really is true. We, you know, we're very hardworking people, and we're all about family. Um, however, we have seen a, a change with the first generation, second generation, because of the the acculturation in the America um, culture. So, we want to bring that back. We want to bring back family unity. We want to bring back um you know just values. That's the word. Values like that. We want to yeah, we want to bring back the values and re- remind our future generations, our kids of those values and not what this the system's coming to. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! Which is which is? Here's a here's a quick question. What are some of the most misconceptions about uh, Mexican heritage and Latinos immigrants?
3: Biggest misconception. Well, the biggest mis- misconception would be one. Uh, we bring crime. Um I don't like. We're We're associated with the cartels. Um. Or. The biggest misconception, as well, could be um, we want to take advantage of the system of the American Dream. Um, I'm not saying it's always that case, because in every, you know, in every race and every ethnicity, there's something going on. <laughs> it <laughs> there's is. There's always bad and good. There's always bad and good. But a yeah. lot of many are fleeing for persecution, a better life. Um, unfortunately, the children are the ones that, who are being affected. And that's our, our, that's, the, that's our goal is to help the kids. Mm-hmm. That's our main concern are the kids.
1: Yeah. And I think there's where, what are some of the ways that uh, other Americans can best support a Latino immigrants who are in the communities?
3: Well, there's many resources, community resources. Back then, back several years ago, we didn't have community res- uh, resources that for education, um, and it's still new for many people the, to understand our culture. But I've seen such a an appreciation of other cultures embracing Latinos here in America. Um, so it's been a, it's been beautiful though. It's been beautiful other cultures embracing. Um, and just joining alliances Alliance with us as well.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Interludes is now available on the Live 365 app under the Absolutely Focus radio platform. We have partnered with Absolutely Focus radio to give you more aspirational, more informational, and more motivational tips from our insightful interviews with today's top creatives and business professionals. Come be inspired by the platform, Absolutely Focus Radio, only on the Live 365 app. Check out our platform, Interludes, a Pure Lighthouse production, by downloading the Live 365 app today and search for Absolutely Focus Radio. Newsflash! Val The Voice Johnson is currently one of the lead moderators on the platform, The House of Creativity on Clubhouse. Val The Voice Johnson can be heard leading the THOC news team with Latino relationship and good news and entertainment news that you can use to peruse your daily life. Join us every Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern in The House of Creativity. Become a member of The House of Creativity on the Clubhouse app today. And now... Back to our show.
0: Now, most month long cultural celebrations start on the first, right? Um, So why does Hispanic Heritage Month start on September 15th? It's because a handful of Latin American countries actually celebrate their Independence Days on September 15th. Plus, Mexico celebrates on the 16th and then Chile on the 18th. But there wasn't always a whole month to celebrate Latinos or Hispanics. In 1968, Congress passed a law ensuring that presidents would recognize National Hispanic Heritage Week each year. Then 21 years later, President George H.W. Bush became the first president to officially declare it a month-long celebration.
1: There's a part of me that always is excited to know about the diversity of the history. It's uh, currently right now, it's, I'm gonna say it again. where the kids at those are the kids (laughs) it is National Hispanic Heritage Month (laughs) so a lot of the questions that I'm thinking about are kind of generated in in that regard Uh, one thing that I was very happy I'm I'm into music and I always kind of watch the Grammys and, and kind of see what's happening I love that there's a complete separate um Latin Grammys that's happening um, and I think that that's happening every year. Um, as far as music and and when I think about um, other uh, artists that, music artists that are Mexican and that they've contributed so much to the profile of music here in America, what would be, I would like to say some of your, who are your some of your favorite um, Spanish language singers or artists that are popular in American culture that are of Mexican or Latino heritage?
3: Oh my goodness, music, is, uh, I love music so mm-hmm. much. And I grew up listening to the you know old school, Vicente Fernandez, Mark Anthony, uh, <laughs> Los Broncos. I'm, so since I was born in Texas, I'm a Tejana. So there's a lot of Tejano music, uh, which in, the accordion is in, uh, a lot of influence with the accordion, Ramon Ayala, and of course, uh, Spanish worship. <laughs> I love so I love Spanish worship. It hits differently.
1: Yes, yes, and <laughs> that's what's I guess important to I guess keep things continuing. And what advice would you give to young people who are embracing their Mexican heritage or their Latino heritage and learning? It, Sometimes things get taught in schools, and some things don't get taught. So, what what would you, what advice would you give young people as they come of age and learn to embrace their their heritage?
3: My advice would be go back and talk to your grandma. Go back to talk to your elders. Uh, write down the questions. Ask them what were their dreams. Ask them what were their grandparents like. Ask them um, many questions because. Before you know it you know they'll be gone they'll be gone and um asking those important questions and knowing your family history is vital uh, many will lose will do, won't have the opportunity because they flee to america and they lose the connection back of home because some some won't even see their home country ever again unfortunately you know so that would be a great start asking asking your parents their parents first and then asking the grandparents if if the if the if you have the opportunity to do so.
1: Yeah, I think that's very important. It's definitely important I think in in other cultures as well cuz I I know I asked my mom a lot of questions and she was the one person that was kind of our we would do family reunions every two years and so she would be look at a picture and would know exactly who that person is. And that picture was taken in like the forties or fifties. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And that's the one thing that I miss about her being around Midos is being able to ask her, okay, who is this relative and, and how are they important to our family line? So going back and asking a relative, an elder, that's the best place to go. That's the best direction to go. I think what's most wonderful is that SoRim Enterprises, you have now a lane of being a children's book author. And I was able to go to your website and see Don Neon. That's one of your books that you have, and it looked very colorful. What inspired you to start writing children's books?
3: Well, that's another great question, Val. Thank you for asking. Um, what inspired me, honestly, I didn't even know I could write. Uh, like for most of, right? I'm sure most authors maybe have the same similar case uh, that they don't know, they didn't even know they could write. It wasn't until I happened to meet Monique Lisa Johnson mm-hmm. um, about three years ago. I met her in Clubhouse. I learned that she was a writer, um, not just a writer. Entrepreneur. She does so much. Who I, who does it? Uh, Gerald calls her. I don't know what she calls her. She's the
1: octopus.
3: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Modi. <Monique. laughs> you do it all. <laughs> um. Yes. When I met her, I gave my. I invested in myself, and that that is key. Investing in yourself to get coaching, to get. Um, mentored on a subject that you don't I didn't even know and it ignited something in me I had passion for children I st- I did a lot of storytelling with children during mm-hmm. interviews mm-hmm. so I combined everything together and I wrote it down using creativity again we go back to creativity the house of creativity
1: mm-hmm. oh obviously
3: <laughs> obviously um and that's how the journey began. I it, it was just a course that I took with Monique. I, I'm not gonna lie, I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those doubts in the in your back then come in, they cre- creep in. Yeah, like that, like that. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> but Monique has such a way of teaching and
0: yeah
3: and the way um everybody is taught differently. So she was able to grasp what I what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses. And she took off.
1: And I was yeah. just following the lead. And you I now know that you have three books. Which one was the first published of the, the three first that
3: self- you have? Sorry. <laughs> the first self published book was called Don Neon. Um, that was the first self published that I I it completed. Uh, the total are five books mm-hmm. but the first three which is Don Neon, Talita, mm-hmm. and Madrina's magical adventures and the the website that you logged on or saw was Don Neon and it was just a page i got very lucky for um to get the website done and he did a, an amazing job on the website for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah and you and the illustration that's done by Ryan Robottom It shows this bird and I'm just excited to just look at this at the international travels and singing and laughing and world changes and you and and I'm thinking of when I used to read uh, children's books or would read them to either my younger cousins that there's joy on the pages of Don Neon where you're thinking oh okay we want to be able to inspire our young people our, our especially our children to to be a world changer to have big dreams and to, to see and and don non neon is the bird is that correct
3: he is the bird <laughs> so and cute. in spanish yes thank you in spanish Don means gifts oh okay
1: educate me That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other two books, what inspired those two that are currently published?
3: Well, all books are inspired by the children that have come to the U.S. A lot of that, it's more of a Spanglish book. So many struggle to read. Um, And a lot of my storytelling is just inspiration for them um, to dream more. A lot of children, um, stop dreaming. They stop dreaming because they have to grow up very quickly with the population that I work with. So, so me, by me reading, it just unlocks something in something from their childhood that they yeah. could connect with.
1: <laughs> and along with doing the writing, and, and this is, I'm thinking about um, you are you know, Latino, you're uh, Mexican. How has the, your heritage also influenced your work? Number one, as a social worker, but also an author.
3: Oh, it has influenced, it, it, it's influenced so much in my work um, because I have also been in their shoes. That's what helps.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been
3: in their shoes. I also struggled to read growing up, I struggled writing. I struggled, um, just everything that a child grows as an immigrant, I'm a first generation, but everything that these uh, children come and struggle with, language barrier, acculturation, um, it's, I've been through it. So that's how they relate to it with the books. They pick something up in the book that they could relate. And that's been the whole inspiration. It's been my journey as well oh my gosh and
1: i think with anything that we do we all need that wonderful coach and you mentioned monique lisa johnson i am definitely being mentored to her right now to get the podcasting book out out to people and we came up with a new title and i'm real excited about that but it has been it's been a pleasure lastly We got a chance to meet each other in person in Houston. I was really happy to to go ahead and meet you uh, in person after seeing us in circles on Clubhouse for probably over a year, it was good to to see. And Minos is this gorgeous, tall, beautiful woman. And I'm going, oh my goodness, (laughs) you said REM. I I remember you heard that a little bit earlier with your, the business title. Did you ever play basketball?
3: I sure did. And to be honest, Val, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I wanted, and and that's a whole journey, but there was not that many Latinas in that um, as role models. I didn't have that many opportunities. I didn't have the mentor. I didn't have just the resources to get to, you know, that next level, but I had the talent. I had the passion. And I had the drive and in my heart, I was I I always wanted to be a professional basketball player. So (laughs) you never know. I know, I know, and I I think you'll be
1: definitely with so rim enterprises. You are going to be the mentor and the light to other women who want to number one start their own company and if they're interested in doing children's books. That's you. People want to find out more about your enterprise, So Rim, and where they can get Dion Leon and the other Don Leon and other books that you've written. Where would they go?
3: Well, I uh, first have Don Leon the website donleonbooks.com and you mm-hmm. could purchase it there. Um I'm also on Instagram, meetosasuara. And you can find me there, send me a message. I'm always there to help. <laughs> Just...
1: <laughs> and of course you can hear us both <laughs> in the House of
3: Creativity on <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nidos Swala. Thank you so very much for being here.
3: No, well, thank you, Val. Thank you for the opportunity. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you.
1: I'm Val the Voice Johnson. And this is Interludes. To see more of our interview with Rim Enterprises CEO and founder, Miros Azur, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Please like, share, and subscribe to the Interludes YouTube channel today. Interludes is now on the audio app Clubhouse. Come on and unleash the power of podcasting with me, your host, Val The Voice Johnson. We have invaluable podcasting tips and tricks that will help elevate your podcasting game. Join the vibrant Interludes Club community on Clubhouse today and connect with fellow podcasters and creatives who are shaping the future of audio content. Ready to take the next steps? Download the Clubhouse app And look for the Interludes house and become a part of the Interludes podcasting community. Your podcast journey deserves nothing less than the best. And Interludes on Clubhouse is here to make it happen.
2: Interludes. Original concept by Valerie Johnson. Produced by Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes a peer lighthouse production this episode is brought to you by need
1: help with wills trust or protecting your llc join legal shield today for more information regarding legal protection or to join our worldwide sales team text the word legal to 3476520243 Become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today.
2: To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interlude's Facebook group, visit the website Linktree slash PeerLightMedia. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash PeerLightMedia.